Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happiness Journey with Dr. Dan podcast, where every journey is worth living. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I'm a cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in anger management issues, both court-appointed and private, marriage counseling, dissociative disorders, narcissistic personality disorders, depression, anxiety, dream analysis, and also provide life, business, and retirement coaching support. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Counseling and Therapy Services at 301-325-1550. Our website is https uh, colon lifecoach.com. Today, I'm very excited to have on our podcast on season two, episode three, a very special guest and hypnotherapist, Michelle Molitor. Just like every of my past episodes, I will leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Michelle, the floor is yours. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Dan, for having me on your show. I'm excited to be here with you and all your guests. Um, my name is Michelle Molitor. My company is Nectar Consulting, and I have been a certified professional coach now for 20 years and a hypnotherapist for the last five. And I combine together those two modalities in a really unique um, process that I like to call rapid rewiring because I basically get in and have a little conversation with people's subconscious and we rewire their minds for um, greater habits and happiness and well-being. And it's uh, really my, my life's work and my passion and joy to do this, to help people really enable themselves to allow their authentic selves to shine more fully into the world. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for being here today. And I'm sure that a lot of people, a lot of listeners will take advantage of your knowledge. So um, explain to me how does hypnotherapy works? Um, when you say about co communicating with the subconscious mind, as we both know, subconscious mind only kicks in when the person is either in a trance or asleep. So how can you do that when they're awake? Well, they're not awake. So I take them into um, an alpha brainwave state, which is that half awake, half asleep place. So they're very, very relaxed. Um, it's as if they've just woken up from a nap, right? That you're not quite fully with it place. And in that place, I'm able to talk with my client and ask your brain, what's at the root cause of this belief, this, this negative habit, the thing that's really got you blocked. And in that state, your subconscious mind can bubble up to the surface, all the information that we need, because in this alpha brainwave state, um, the gateway to the subconscious is open. And as you know, Dan, the subconscious mind is about 95% of our of our working brain, 5% is just our conscious thinking. And so when we can open that gateway to that other realm, if you will, where everything is neatly stored about everything that's ever happened to you, um, the subconscious can, can bring forth that information um, that you can't necessarily access when you're in a conscious state. So in that place, we can get at the, the memories, the events, in someone's life, oftentimes from their childhood, um, sometimes it, you know, it can be anywhere in your in life, on your lifeline, and it might even be from a past life. I've had that come up for people as well. And whatever the event was, small, medium, or large, good, bad, or horrific, right? We create decision points about ourselves in that moment, right? I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. And that sticks. It stays in your subconscious programming and it just becomes the background of what's running you, right? Um, 
I know you're familiar with uh, the amygdala, which is our fight, flight, or freeze mechanism in our brain. And I like to call her Amy. Amy's your amygdala. She's the happy little lizard lady who lives in your limbic brain back here, right? And she's just trying to keep you safe and alive and on the planet. That's her sole purpose. And so when you make these decision points about yourself, Amy's like, okay, I got it. I will guard that belief with my life and my whole brain. <laughs> and that, and it's a way to protect you as you move through life. But then eventually we wake up one day and go, wow, that that behavior doesn't serve me anymore, but I don't know how to undo it. And I don't know where to get at it to get rid of it. So hypnotherapy is a really powerful tool to access those old beliefs and those old habits and change them. Right. I see. I see. Now, um, I know I've, I've been reading a lot about uh, Albert Einstein on how uh, smart he was. And as you said, uh, so most people, most humans use approximately five to eight or nine percent of the brain capacity of the consciousness. But Albert Einstein was able to use 27 to 30 percent. And that is because he created a bridge between consciousness and subconsciousness. Now, those who actually have telekinetic powers, would you say this is more of a subconscious uh, uh, utilization of the mind versus consciousness? Oh, that's a great question. No one's ever asked me that, Dan. I'm always good <laughs> oh, <about that>. yes. <laughs> I, I love learning about those things. No, that's fascinating. I've actually never thought about that, um, but I will, I will look into that. I, I geek out on reading about neuroscience and physics and energy and all those kinds of things. So I think we're really on the same page. Um, but yeah, it, it is really fascinating. I'm, I happen to be very, very empathic, right? And, and I feel people's energy very distinctly growing up. I heard, Oh, don't be so sensitive. Right. So I thought I was this horrible, bad child growing up. And then when I became a coach, I realized, Oh no, actually it's my superpower. Right. And so when you're able to tap into um, your full self, right. Your whole brain. um, I think that's what helps us step into those places more effectively. I was reading something um, just yesterday from, from one of my teachers, and it reminded me that there are those of us who, who live more down here in this, in this doing state. We're constantly doing, doing, and we have that hard time connecting to our being state, that higher realm. And then there are those of us who spend more time in this higher realm in the being state, but not enough in the doing state. And the the trick is to find the balance between those two, accessing your, your, your physical being for the doing, and then tapping into your beingness so you can expand into those higher realms of consciousness. So um, if someone is going through some addictions, either alcohol, narcotics, uh, porn, sex, whatever it is, um, by tapping into their subconscious mind, can you erase that addiction or is something that is more innate is something that is more deeper than what the subconscious mind can actually fix? Actually, I have worked with several people who have had different kinds of addictions, food addiction, alcohol, and drugs, and it has worked really, really well. Um, because, Underneath those addictions, there's an a there's a belief, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving of this. And there, the the addiction is to mask the pain. I don't want to feel the pain of not belonging, 
essentially. And so let me just drink it away. Let me just shop it away. Let me just eat it away. But it's a never ending hole that they're trying to fill with the alcohol or the drugs or the food or whatever. And so when you can change the belief about themselves, then they no longer need to feel, they no longer feel the need to fill a hole because the hole has been filled. So here's a, a great example. I worked with a woman, um, a very successful uh, senior executive in the tech industry, beautiful, from the outside, she looked like she had all the trappings, right? Um, but she had an eating disorder and she was uh, 50 something and she had been trying to solve her eating disorder her whole life. And she came to me, she was very angry and very kind of standoffish. Like, what are you going to do for me? Are you going to, you know, like. Was it, like or was it anorexia or bulimia? Uh, it was bulimia. Okay. And, um, and so she finally decided to do some work with me and in a very short period of time, 30 to 60 days, we were able to eliminate her, her eating disorder because she realized that the power to heal herself was within her. It was just changing her beliefs about herself that had, had been born when she was 16 because of some events that had happened then. And I have this beautiful note on my wall that um, I received from her on the outside. It says the mind is everything, what you think you become. And then on the inside, it says, um, dear Michelle, I saw this and immediately thought of you though. Our time together was short. I am eternally grateful for what you have taught me. Thank you. And it's just, it's just, it always warms my heart because she was so like, heels dug in resistant to creating her own change. And then when she realized that she had the power to do that for herself, mm -hmm. her whole world shifted. It's really beautiful to watch. Wow. Now, let me ask you the million dollar question there, Michelle. Um, if hypnotherapy does work with addictions, how come in all the Alcoholic Anonymous programs, the Narcotic Anonymous, they don't have a hypnotherapist to be able to help each and every one. Does the, I think the want part is a big ingredient in wanting to change themselves. But the fact that they go to those meetings and they go on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, there is a want. So how come they do not offer holistic alternative to be able to help those people instead of them coming every single day, like a chiropractor, you would say, okay, you fixed me one week, but next week I'm going to have the pain again. So I'm going to have to come again and over and over and over again. Same thing with the anonymous here. So why don't they try to find a more permanent uh, solution versus them having to come every single week and saying, hi, my name is Dan and I have an alcohol problem. Tell me why don't uh, they add hypnotherapy? That is, that is such a great question, Dan. Um, I'm so glad that you asked it because the, the thing is your brain likes repetition. It likes habits. We are creatures of habit and it doesn't matter if that habit is good, bad, or ugly, right? And so if you, even by going to an AA meeting, for example, right, you're still feeding the habit of being in that mindset of, oh, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, I'm an alcoholic. Um, when I believe that if someone really <clears throat> wants to shift out of that, they have to change the dialogue that they're having with themselves. 
right? They have to change the underlying root cause behaviors of not feeling worthy, not feeling lovable, not feeling good enough that created the alcoholism in the first place. So AA is a great way to, for community because people need tribes, right? We've always lived in tribes. And so the problem is it keeps people inside of that mindset that there's something wrong with me and I'm broken, right? Um, behind that, if you constantly remind yourself about something negative versus- Yes, something- right. So the, the key here is to forgive yourself and then like, okay, now who do I want to be? And let go of the identity of the label of I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict, I'm a, I, I'm a bulimic, whatever that label is that you've given yourself and rewrite the story that you're telling yourself. I always tell my clients, there's your story and there's your history. We can change the narrative of the story in your mind and literally rewire your neural pathways in your brain. We can't change the history, but when you can come to peace with the history of what you've done in your, in your previous parts of your life and like, okay, I did what I did. I got what I got. I can let that go now, forgive myself. But now who do I want to be in this now moment? That's the powerful place to stand. And so um, for those who are dealing with addiction, it's, it's choosing You have to, they have to choose it for themselves. It's about choosing the desire to change your thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And rewire that at that deeper level so that you can find forgiveness for yourself, for others, um, or even just acceptance, right? You don't have to necessarily forgive someone that has, has done horrible things to you, for example, but you can accept the fact that that happened and let it go and move forward. So you're not continuously being a victim to it i understand wow that's beautiful actually now (laughs) sorry when you go through hypnotherapy with a new patient um you make them self-aware of their problem you make them realize that they're here coming to you wanting to be able to make a change in their life because what happened in the past is something that is toxic and they want to be able to get away from it now those who are uh, presented with fear because they fear of the unknown. They don't know exactly what would make the change, what is needed. Um, the fact that it may take more than just a few sessions to be able to eradicate that kind of self-belief. What do you do to be able to make them feel at ease, to make them feel like, don't worry about it. We got that and we'll make a change. Sure, sure. So in the five years that I've been doing hypnotherapy and combining it with my coaching, Dan, what I've arrived at as what I call my sweet spot is um, my 90 day rapid rewiring breakthrough experience. So over 90 days, I create this really safe container for my clients to step into and, and go on this journey with me. Um, I always have my clients do uh, an exercise to identify their core values. And one of my core values is um, what I call ocean, which is, being a vast, wide, deep container of love that my clients can step into, they can thrash about and they can float, they can have their noodles, whatever they need, but they're safe there, right? It's a very safe space for them. So I I intuitively create that for them. 
And over that 90 days, we actually have three separate hypnotherapy sessions and 10 coaching sessions to help them process what's coming up. Cause it's like the, the, the type of hypnotherapy that I do is like doing a brain detox, right? When you take the sugar out of your diet, right? Your body's like, Hey, what'd you do with the sugar? (laughs) It gets a little fussy, right? So it's the same thing with your amygdala. Amy's been guarding that way of being for a long time. And now you're rewriting the rules and she's like, whoa, hey, hold on there. What are you doing, Sparky? Right? (laughs) So it's about helping them recognize the subtle and the large shifts that are happening throughout this process. Because when they get the to the end of it, they literally are like a whole different person sometimes. And they're like, wow, how I, I would have never guessed. I just, um, earlier this year, I was working with a gentleman who he's a veteran in the insurance agents in the insurance industry, really good at what he does, but he was having terrible anxiety and panic attacks about going to work every day. Okay. Um, can I handle it? Can I do it? Am I going to get it wrong? And And doing this work together, what he realized was, even though he thought he had forgiven his mother who passed away 12 years ago and then processed um, through the terrible childhood that he had lived through, he realized he hadn't. And there was a lot of things that he still had to, to let go of. And so through our work, he was able to let go of that anger and that hurt and that pain and rewrite the story about what happened to him. And he's like a whole different person. He's, you know, he's happier. He's lighter. He's more free. He's able to do spend more time with his family and his hobbies because he's not procrastinating and resisting things at work anymore. So, and that's a, that's just a, a a typical example of what clients go through when, when they do work with me. Wow. Now you mentioned earlier, Michelle, that uh, humans are creature of habits. Now, as you and I know, it takes between 45 to 60 days to change or adopt a new habit. So your 90-day program, would you say this is more of teaching people how to change all the habits with new one and adopting a new way of life because what used to work before doesn't work now and now you need to start always upgrading your belief, upgrading your actions to be able to see a change? So over this 90-day process, we're identifying the root causes of the limiting negative beliefs, behaviors, um, even physical pain that people are dealing with because of these limiting beliefs they hold about themselves. And the hypnotherapy is the deep dive work, right? To start that shift. The coaching enables us to look at it each week and pull it apart further. And then from each hypnotherapy session, I'm also creating what I call my transformation recording. And this is a guided hypnosis recording specifically customized to them. I mix it with binaural beat music and in a particular tone and cadence, I'm telling them you are enough. You are capable. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You're kind, whatever it is that they needed to hear as a child that they're telling me that comes up in the session. I basically give it back to them inside of this recording and their homework is to listen to this recording every night as they drift off to sleep. This is the secret sauce because (laughs) as you, as I said, your brain likes repetition. So just like listening to a song on the radio every night, um, you, you know, the words from those songs 30 years ago, right? Uh, Um, 
this this is accomplishing the same thing. It's helping drop into your long-term memory these new ideas. I am enough. Of course I'm enough. Why would I ever think I wasn't enough, right? So as that's dropping into your long-term memory, down into your subconscious, it becomes the new way of operating that people just automatically start to, to live into. Um, I've had clients who had suffered from IBS for 15 years, right? 20 years. And once they realized the belief was something that was received by their parents when they were in high school playing basketball, right? The IBS went away because they saw that they had taken on the belief, oh, you're crap, you're shit. Who do you think you are, right? It's like, oh, that was my dad's stuff. That wasn't me. And so- this particular young woman was able to completely transform her life because the IBS was no longer a, like a constant worry for her, which then exacerbated the IBS, right? It became this very, very vicious downward spiral. So um, it's really amazing how our, the, the mind-body connection and the beliefs that we hold about ourselves can impact our physical well-being as well. So you would say that meditation is like self-hypnosis. Yes, meditation is a very powerful tool in that you're calming your 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 autonomic. I'm not getting that right. You know what I'm saying? You're calming your nervous system. <laughs> I'm a little tongue-tied today. Um, yes, I can't even say that. Um, and so, meditation is really powerful to to get you into that quiet now space, and it's a practice because it's challenging, right? Very much so. I practice all the time and I sometimes end up taking a nap instead. (laughs) Actually, it's funny that you say this, uh, Michelle, because the past seven years, I've been putting those self-positive affirmation that I record with my own voice because the brain is more, I would say, accepting of your own voice versus someone else's. And I put myself to sleep and I loop that uh, message over all night long. And by the time that I wake up, it's still going on. And this is what I'm I'm noticing in society. People watch the news at night, right before going to bed, which is the most toxic thing. Worst thing you can do. Because (laughs) all all news is negative, unfortunately. So you, you hear this. And by the next morning, your subconscious mind heard what was the last message that went through your brain. And then the next morning, you feel depressed, you feel anxious, you feel tired, you feel like a lot of different emotion and and feeling about anything that's going on in your mind. And then you bring this at work. And then when you don't have a good day at work, it exacerbates the feeling that you had from this morning. So then you go into a vicious cycle, which is building new habits, which is toxic habits, in which continues on that same cycle. And then you just create depression, more anxiety, and then it just never ends. Well, in which right. it's good for you because then you get more and more clients to come to you to be able to fix them. But the reality is that just stop watching this crap, the news. It's enough. I mean, it's like they know that, first of all, it's not it's untrue. And it's just toxic information that just want you to be able, they, they brain brainwashing you, basically. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, that is one of the best things you can do is put yourself on a news diet Um, and certainly don't watch TV an hour before bedtime. Um, tell yourself, find the things that you want to listen to that lift you up, that make you feel good. 
um, and listen to those or read those things before going to bed um, so that you're feeding your brain good things versus negativity. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are far more empathic than they realize and they feel what's happening in the world. I mean, last year was challenging for everybody, right? Um, I had a very strange reaction to it. I, I doubled down on my workload as a way to kind of, I guess, push away what was happening out there because I work from home. And so it was just like, well, if I just stay busy enough, then I won't have to feel it. Right. So it's about the big part of the healing process is allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling and recognize that those feelings, they will come and then they will go, they will leave again. If you, if you don't, if you can keep yourself from getting stuck in it, I always um, tell clients, well, just think of it as like a, it's a dark cloud in the sky and the dark clouds come and then they go and they might come back tomorrow, but they went away for a while. Right. So it's about retraining your brain so that you can see more and more of the happy things. Right. With, there's that part of your brain, your reticular activation system. Right. And you will see more of what you're looking for. Right. So when I was looking to get a new car, I was like, oh, I want a blue Tesla. Oh, then suddenly I saw blue Teslas everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're looking for the negativity, if you're looking for bad things to happen, you're going to find them. Oh, yes. Right. But this, the opposite is true. If you're looking for good things, then you'll find more of the good things to, are happening as well. Absolutely. And actually, that's what the laws of attraction fail to provide. They say that thoughts becomes the things. So if you think negative, they will become negative. Uh, But also they forget to actually add two major components into the laws of attraction that Rhonda Burns failed to do in her book, The Secret, which is action and belief. She barrels browse through that because I don't know, like you would say, I'll sit down in my couch watching Netflix and I want a Lamborghini in my garage. But if I don't put action and belief into my thought, they will never happen. And then they they say that those laws are erroneous. They mean nothing. They don't work. But because you fail to be able to add those two, that's what the words attraction, there's action in it. That's what it all uh, based on. But again, people fail to understand that it's not just one component of the equation. The most core component is yourself. And if you don't take care of your mind and body, you got nothing. Right, right. If you let your body fall apart, then so goes your mind, right? Your your brain is a very much a use it or lose it kind of thing. Yes. So um, the, the more you read, the more you actively engage your brain each and every day, the healthier your your brain will be um, and will expand our learning because, you know, neuroplasticity, you know, the science of that is what has shown us uh, unequivocally that your brain can adapt and and shift and morph even when parts of your brain have have died from a stroke. Uh, Other parts of your brain will come in and learn how to do those other functions over time, right? I was reading a great book. Uh, I can't get to it right now. Um, Oh, there it is. The Brain That Changes Itself, um, full of really fascinating um, 
scientific studies and neuroscience in there, but um, they were talking about this woman who literally was born with half of her brain. Okay. The other, like half of her skull was empty. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And yet she was still pretty high functioning. She could walk, she could talk, she could feed herself. I mean, she had some physical limitations, mm -hmm. but her brain was able to rewire, accom itself. rewire itself and accommodate for all these other activities that she was still able to do. And, and so it's just, it, it blows my mind that how amazing our brains actually are. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me, how can people find you, Michelle, uh, when it comes to hypnotherapy? Sure. So you can always find me at michellemolitor.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-M-O-L-I-T-O-R.com. Um, and I'm happy to have a complimentary discovery call with someone if you're curious about how this um, modality and my rapid rewiring um, breakthrough experience can really be of service to someone to really take themselves to a whole new level of happiness and health and well-being. And of course, you can always connect me with me on um, Facebook and my Rewire for Success group there and LinkedIn and Instagram, all those good places. Beautiful. I'm sure the listeners are going to take advantage of your uh, free offer. <laughs> Well, that is all the time that we have for today's podcast. I really do appreciate you, Michelle, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. Thank you again for participating and inspiring our many listeners with your incredible story. Now, we hope that you have all enjoyed today's episode. I'm very excited about the many upcoming guests that we have scheduled for the season two of the Happiness Journey podcast, filled with inspirational stories, just like the one that you listened to today. Now, here are a few concluding words of wisdom. The same boiling water that softened the potato hardened the eggs. It's all about what you're made of, not the circumstances that surrounds you. You can allow life to beat you down to your knees and keep you there permanently, or learn from whatever challenge you face in life and thrive. If you want to fly high, learn to give up upon everything that weighs you down. Either it being toxic relationship or whatever else, you're the only one who can decide where you stick around or not. Make sure to loosen that grip you have with negative people. It has no place in your life at any given moment. My name is Dr. Dan Anzalag, and you may all have keep pursuing your amazing journey in life.